Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. And pitchers and catchers report today, <laughs> February 13th. I know we're recording on a Monday, but the pitchers and catchers report in Florida and in, in um, Arizona today. Baby baseball is back. That, yes, yes, that is clearly the most interesting yes. sporting thing we could possibly talk about yes. today. Can you believe it? I, no. Oh, that's so good. And, and I held out like when we were going through like what I know, we were like talk you're just about, coming out of nowhere on this. I one. just I didn't say anything because I wanted the excitement to be I know. real. Is banana be, ball starting too? Um, I can't believe it. it's like you took a wet blanket <laughs> and just and just threw it on top of me. I mean. Bob, do you know what this means? It means that baseball is starting. It and means that winter is over. It means there was spring n- training is begun. There was no strike yet. There won't be. They they came to they, they did they're that good. last April. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> they never no, strike they, twice they did, a year. They did no. They did ten year collective bargaining agreement. So so we have a decade of no striking. Oh, Lord, you are so good to us. If we ever need reminding, Lord, on why and how you're good to us, mm. this is it. Yes. So pitchers and catchers uh, have. Have reported today, so that's why, because, n- why just they, them? They need a little bit more time to get prepared and get ready because they actually play the whole game. Ex- no, they do. the catcher does, but the pitchers don't anymore, no. which is a whole other topic. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so they uh, reported today, and I believe in about five days the position reports. Who, you know, there's a lot of talk about goats these days. Yeah, yeah. the goat Ooh. baseball pitcher. Who right now? Just period. Even just history. Would oh, it be ever. Cy Young? I mean, they named something after him. Yeah, no, that's all I know. No, probably not. Well, that's a great... I mean, that's a really, really good question. It's interesting. Who, Nolan Ryan. I think Nolan Ryan threw the most the Braves, no hitters. Right? Was he, That was just a guess. No. The, was he the Washington, whatever no, they are? No, just... I love you, Bob, but no. Neither of those teams. Okay. <laughs> Nationals. No. It's just stop. <laughs> hey, Amo, hey you're na- I read the owner of the Nationals passed away. That's not a joke. Uh, and and I, I don't. My, he was my, very my mom, old. My mom told me if you don't have something nice to say, oh, fair enough. don't say it at all. Okay. No, so, um, I mean, it's interesting. Nolan Ryan, I think Nolan Ryan has the most no hitters. So who did he play for? He played for a couple of different teams. Mostly, he played for the Texas Rangers okay. uh, for a lot of his career. Yeah. Um, but, but I, you know, the funny thing is he never won the Cy Young Award, which is really, really crazy. Literally one of the best pitchers ever, never won the Cy Young. Mm. So that'd be a good question. I, the best pitcher ever. So you can send what you think is uh, to oh, don't do that because fr- you're going to break the internet. We are going to get so many emails. <laughs> well, that'd be nice. We get a few emails, and we okay. appreciate all the emails that we get. But we're happy to get more, especially if they're about baseball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you see that. You see now. Look how excited he is. He might even read these emails this time. So, <laughs> except for the prayer requests, which we always take very yes, seriously. That's right. So not not to not to joke about that. That's we right. actually That's really right. do appreciate those. Um, you know, I noticed the. Um, Something that you might like is I noticed there's a countdown to opening day yes. at Guardians. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Like right as I walk into my happy Cavaliers game, yep. I always look out. Because that actually is quite beautiful. If you've never been to Cleveland, great sports city, Cleveland. The, the land. The land the uh, where the Cavs play, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. It's really on the same stretch of yeah, property sure, sure, sure. as uh, Guardians. Guardian progressive city, Field. Progressive, progressive Field. Okay. Yeah, which is there. So I always look over and I think of you. 
think of me two days gone by. Les Miserables. Oh, I was thinking of think of me, think of me, me fondly. fondly. Yep. When Phantom we of the say opera. good night. One of these, one of these podcasts, we're going to do the whole thing in <gasps> They That Hope musicals. the Musical. That's right. Oh, That's right. I can't wait for that. That's, That's right. going to be so awesome. Well, we, we want to get to the Super Bowl, obviously, but I'd like to start with basketball. Now right. that we've talked about baseball, which was a shock, and if anybody's still listening, um, you were hurt about college basketball. Yeah, Purdue lost. Actually, I think where's the Purdue connection for you, though? My niece goes to Purdue. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, so, um, but they're also they're they're kind of the I don't know they're part of the Big Ten. They never get a lot of respect. Yeah, but honestly, I'm just a little bit frustrated because what they often do is they play well, and then as the season progresses. They begin to fall off, and they—I think they've lost two games this week. They were—they're still number one, but they won't be number one at the end of the week. We're heading into March Madness. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Yeah, I love March Madness. Yeah. yeah. So who's the um? Who's the favorite? Well, I mean, Purdue's Kansas. number one. No, yeah, it could be. I mean, Purdue's number one in the country, but they would not be a favorite because they don't do well in the tournament. So, okay. And that's one of the things about this season. It's actually a really wide open season. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not this like amazing outstanding team that's just beating everybody in fact when duke and north carolina played each other last week it was the first time i don't know in how long that neither team was in the top 25 interesting yeah, so it's kind of an interesting season but i think kentucky's doing well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, so we'll keep an eye on that and right. the and the year calves are doing all right but there's a big trade in the end in the end don't just say all right we're we've just won six games straight oh that's good and uh we're that's in good. i think we're in the top four of the eastern conference but right the uh, bait the basketball world blew up at trade deadline because mm-hmm. uh first Kyrie irving uh an incredible basketball player not without his scandals yeah, kind of a head case um Ended up getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks. There you go. Where, you know, Mark Cuban down there was like, we don't care what you say. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's you're going to fit in we're Texas. <laughs> we, We're all crazy down that's here. Right. No, offense to, no offense to all the Texans None who watch the show. Um, they're just excited to have Kyrie. I would be too. Do you and think then, anyone uh, in Texas actually lives, listens? To this show? Yeah. If you're in Texas... Email us, us at hope us at Franciscan. Yes. And you know who is? His name is Tom Coonan. And he lives in San Antonio. Okay. And he saw oh, the podcast right, that's right, that's right, and he that's reached right. out to me. That's and he was right. like, hey, you're in San Antonio. I'm like, hey. So shout right. out to Tom. I'm glad I actually remembered to do that. Because many times people say do that. And then I I might freak, I might be a little bit forgetful at times. Just a bit. I have a mild cognitive disorder. Okay, we don't need to talk bit. about that right now. Um, and then yeah. after Kyrie left, I guess Kevin Durant wasn't aware that this was happening because he played with uh, KD on the Nets. And then KD said, I'm out of here too. I'm out of here too. So he goes to the Phoenix Suns. You got to be excited about which that. Which is going to make them a contender. Well, they were already a contender. Yeah, I mean, yeah a stronger contender. Absolutely. But now they. I would love to see the Phoenix Suns win it. You know, I was actually. I, the coach is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marty, mm-hmm. just an incredible yeah, yeah. human being. I think we talked about him mm-hmm. at the last yeah, finals. He's been really just a strong Christian. Yep, yep. Yeah, just a great man. So, uh, yeah, if they can be healthy, the Suns in the West. But that opens up the East quite a bit. And uh, the Cavs are doing amazing. Fantastic. And speaking of the Cavs. Oh, boy. Okay. This is our Franciscan promo. Boy, it's time went quick. I know, right? Well, we just wanted to get right into it. Apparently. And I'm still looking for it. We're going to the Cavs game in March. You know, fine. We're going to the Cavs game in March, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, March 4th against the Indiana Pacers. You can Do you get think tickets. Miller's going to play. Yeah, I'm sure he is. He's going to come back 
from his Wendy's commercials and start playing. Uh, so it's alumni.franciscan.edu slash calves. It's going to begin the way all good Catholic parties should begin. We're going to do uh, mass at the cathedral, mass at, the cathedral awesome. at 430. That's awesome. And then head over to the stadium for a happy hour pregame. Did you preach last time or did I? I think you did. Maybe you should preach this time. Oh, I'd love to. Okay. All right. So then you'll get to hear me preach it. Oh, that'd be fun at the cathedral. That's such a beautiful church. It is. And and the renovation's done. So I look forward to seeing it. And by the way, obviously the mass is just an open mass. So if you're not going to go to the game, but you're in the Cleveland area, come check out. It would be, that'll be a vigil mass actually. Right. Because that's a Saturday night. Saturday? Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, maybe neither of us will be preaching. <laughs> oh, actually, maybe not. Maybe it's just their mess. We don't that know might exactly be their mess. about All right. this, so we'll it's keep gonna you be really, But we'll be there, and then we're going to the Cavs games afterwards, and it'll be really awesome. Fantastic. And so you can uh, check out alumni, alumni.franciscan.edu slash Cavs and come join us to root on the Cavs as they continue their climb atop the Eastern Conference. They're going to make it to the playoffs. and I think The they, Cavs? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, but they're going to go deep, I think. Deeper than people think. Okay. But they're a young, scrappy team, so okay, um, it's, so, it's very so exciting. Let's, uh, real quick, with a little bit about the Super Bowl, um, it's actually, it came down the way I wanted. Because remember I said... I think I, I think you made me root for the Chiefs, no, and, but, I, and but, I appreciate that. Okay, but what I said was I thought... Well, actually, maybe it didn't. I said that I thought the... Eagles would win, but I wanted the Chiefs to win. Oh, yeah. there you go. So. It really was a great game. It was. Um, it went down to the wire. Uh, There's a little bit of fuss about the holding call yeah, at the end. A little bit. But but everyone actually agrees that it was. It was. It, it was the it, right call. It, it was a holding. It was a holding. Should you call it? If they wouldn't have called it, I don't think anyone would have complained too much. And and did it have a huge impact on the game? I mean. Well, actually, as I as Philadelphia I saw, would have got the ball back. They would have got the ball back. I, I think you could say the the bigger things on the Philly end were well, Jalen Hurts fumbling that yeah, was really tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, punt return from the Chiefs yes, that was, that was amazing. Yeah, absolutely, so absolutely, it was if, a good game. It was a great game, and yeah, congratulations to the Chiefs yeah, and uh, love to the Eagles. Sorry. Okay. Oh my gosh! Wait a second. All right, little hate on the Eagles. Okay. Sorry, oh, wow. I'm taking that away didn't the take long. It, it did. It it, it, it that, that escalated quickly. Yeah. So of course, um, in the beginning, uh, the the Eagles fans they just love to boo. Like that's just part of their love language, yeah. I think. So I've never seen a Walter Payton Man of the Year, which was Dak Prescott, getting an award. Oh, I know. And, and everybody's, I know. You're stink as a humanitarian. That's right. You know. Um, but then the other thing that just gave me like a small piece of happy joy in my heart was they had the new Hall of Fame class that came out, and Rondé Barber was uh, was no a buccaneer. A You're thinking of Tiki, Tiki his brother. Okay. Yeah, uh, Rondé Barber, uh, the corner and a safety for the Buccaneers. Uh, one of his most famous plays was it was the NFC Championship against the Eagles, and Donovan McNabb was marching down to score a winning touchdown for the Eagles, and in the end zone or maybe the one or two yard line, Rondé Barber grabs the ball, runs all the way back. This was the last game in Veteran Stadium. You could hear a pin drop, and Rondé Barber is just sticking his thumb and pointing at his number on his back, uh, high-stepping it yeah. as the Bucks win that game and went on to win the Super Bowl. So when Rondé Barber was announced, all the Eagles fans started to boo. Rondé Barber just took his thumb and he pointed to the back of Poor his guys. jacket. He's like, I know why you hate me, and it's Poor okay. Guys. 
So good times. Um, it was a good game. What was I going to say about that? Commercials. Did you have a favorite commercial? Uh, I didn't. Uh, not. I didn't watch them that well. Oh. I mean, there there was that whole he he gets us. There, so there were the two of the commercials. They've been doing a lot. You know, I've always been meaning to talk about these commercials because yeah. they've been around for quite a bit, and yeah, I really like them. A billion dollars is what they're spending on this campaign. The, wow. the, the people who's, that, who's spending the money <clears throat> and whoever yeah, is, thank you. Yeah, it's um a, a lot of evangelicals. Apparently, the owner of Hobby Lobby, he's a part of it. Okay, what they really want to do, and and uh, it's interesting, is with all that's taken place in Christianity, honestly, in, in scandal and mm-hmm. and Christ being seen as a divisive character rather than should be somebody who's actually a unit of character, they want to just present him in a positive light and this yeah. is where they've come up, come come up with so yeah i think the ads are they're they're nice they're beautiful yeah the um, website's really cool too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he gets it so not too denominational like right right just and very, that's part of it they just want it very gospel centered right, and, right, right. and really i'm just it's actually just cool i'm just so glad it's there you know and uh yeah i think they've done a nice job great. they're relevant um the, the the one was um oh that that he loves those people we hate was yeah the one. And that was really i mean that's a good reminder. So, yeah, that was great. I didn't watch the ads too close. Um, my favorite, the, there was a, a the, my, my winner was the Blue Moon commercial. Did you see that? I did not. Interestingly enough, it started as a fight between Miller Lite and yeah, Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. And which commercial is this? And then it was just neither. It's a Blue Moon commercial. It, the, the, it was it's clever. Made was, me happy. I was talking to one of the students. I said, you know, are you looking forward to the game? And she said to me, um, actually, no, I'm just looking forward to the food at the game. Okay. Which is which is a really important thing. So I was in charge of cooking for the fryers. Uh, I enjoyed doing it. So we had wings. We had bourbon glazed meatballs. Ooh. We had uh, these like big strombolis. And then uh, one of the fryers made guacamole. And I made this artichoke jalapeno dip. So it was great. So one of the other friars went to another pl- place for part of their party for a few minutes. And I know Father Jonathan went over to your place as well. But I said, you know, what did they serve at there? So he said, well, they had like that a salad. They had a vegetable plate. They had a fruit plate. It's like, oh, I guess we, yeah. we, we kind of forgot the vegetable plate and the fruit plate. But we had a great meal. So it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, Stromboli is the name of an Italian food. It's Yeah, it's, it's basically kind of like a rolled pizza. All right. Shout out to the Stompoli family who are Kansas City Chiefs fans. Okay. We're just going to cut that. <laughs> We're just going to cut that. Okay. Um, yeah, so it was the, the food was fun and it was great. And, and even to say, All right, so one of the interesting things of the game was, and it got a, I don't know if you saw the piece before that. Wait, was, we, are we going to talk about Rihanna? Well, no. Well, we can get to Rihanna, just okay. saying. But the whole, the whole um, two black quarterbacks. And they did a piece beforehand that was actually really moving. Did you see it? It was kind mm-hmm. of a, I know, one of those human interest stories. Okay, sure. It was just really powerful and just... Is the, this the first time there were two African-American... Playing against each other in the Super Bowl. That's hard to believe, actually, yeah. but... So, but it, it caused me to wonder, like, obviously you have a son, <coughs> excuse me, who's, mm-hmm. who's actually, he's not African-American, he's Haitian. And right. That's, you know, that's right. Important. But still black. Yeah, but how do you, is that something that you talk a lot about Does do you ask him like, what do you think about this, or does he express an opinion, or is it, is it just not a topic of conversation? No, actually, house? you know, these days, it's actually been it's become quite a bit of a conversation in the house lately. Um, as he is, you know, I think just kind of in that adolescent mode of discovering his own identity and asking questions, and you know, wanting to go to Haiti and um, you know having those things, and certainly, and I've shared this on the the show before, but having. Um, 
you know, having a son who's black just gives a different, I don't know, it just gives a different viewpoint. I think there's a way that, like anything, if we don't, how do I say this the best way? Like, obviously, race can be politicized and gets politicized. Absolutely. You know, like Black History Month, for example. I think that's great, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, but sometimes people would say, well, you know, why don't we have this history? You know, it's like, well, because it's, it is a minority. I think it's about 13% of the country, but... It's, it's a, also a unique history. It's a know, huge right? part of history. It's a huge part of American culture. And so I think like if you look at it, you know, and there's also sometimes, sadly, if you're not familiar with with it, people just go agenda and, you know, right. a white person can think, oh, it's all about this agenda. And and a black person can think, oh, it's all about this agenda. And it, it, it has to do with loving and listening to each other. I mean, in kind of a, a parallel thing, um, this week, this last week, I was in Texas with a number of Young Life leaders, and they offer a course for their staff, Protestants and Catholics, ministering together. And one of them, it was a beautiful class, really powerful. Um, but one of them mentioned because another one of the classes that Young Life does is multicultural issues and and you know multicultural listening. And he he just mentioned that he said you know the same things that we've been talking about in ecumenism are really the same things that we're talking about. And these multicultural issues, issues, you know, it it begins with love. It begins with a trust of the other. It begins with really, you know, you know, to to coin Stephen Covey, we seek first to understand and then be understood. And, and it really should be done in in the best of situations. I think that was the part of St. Francis, but go ahead. Oh, that also was, but it was also Stephen Covey. It was one of the habits of a highly effective person. That's why... Francis was so highly effective. He was. He was. But I think it, there takes humility. and Seven habits. Habits. Oh, First, yeah. Look at this. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Wow. That's awesome. That's, there's a lot of depth to this. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole other podcast. Um, but I think the idea of just having a love, having a humility, even that commercial that you referenced, you know, like Jesus loved his enemies. We, mm-hmm. we like the idea of loving our enemies, but then the practicalness of it, you know, we say, well, our enemies hate us. It's like, that's why they're, that's why they're enemies. Right, right. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but it does mean something. And it certainly helps me see it from a different point of view in a real positive way. And I think that it's, it's important that one of the things that you did mention about the life team is also, or not life team, young life, is to get to know the person's story, right. Yeah. right? To know what their story is and to be able to articulate that and to be able, actually, it goes to listening, right? Yes. But I think that's a danger is that we we just, sometimes we just want our story told or we, right. or, if, or if somebody else tells a story, it's like, well, I have a different story. And and I think part of this is is an ability. I, it could be nice. I mean, maybe this is, sounds bad, but it'd be nice to be able to have a Super Bowl with two black quarterbacks. And, and, and that's it's not an issue. And exactly. Yeah. That's just not, you're right. You're right. That's Absolutely not the lead right. issue. You yeah. know, it's just, it's just, and, and I think in some ways we do, and I'm sure people would, would hate on me for this. We, we make race more of an issue than I wished it was, you know, or, the, or yeah. that it has to be, you know? Yeah, no, I, I would agree with yeah. that. I would say that maybe I, I think what I, the way I would rephrase that is I wish we could be at a place of celebrating race and diversity without, you know, feeling like it has to compensate for the sting of racism or division because whether it's uh, African-American or Haitian or Latino or Filipino, like I think one of the beautiful things about the Catholic faith 
is always rejoicing in a diversity among its members and not feeling a need to bring about a sameness. Yeah. And, you know, as in my work with young people, especially, and talking to um, people like first or second generation Americans, one of their concerns about the way young people at least reply, respond to American culture is it, it always feels more of an assimilation into uh, the, a sameness of a culture right. than it does a celebration of a, of a diversity of culture. Right, you know, right. like the kid that just doesn't want to speak the parent's language because it makes him feel weird, right, you right, know, right. And, and out of touch with the culture. And so I think you're absolutely right. I think but coming is, to places is, that we can one, celebrate. One of the things that I really love about the church is, is just that, I mean, we've both been able and had the opportunity to travel a lot and, and be in other cultures where— I spent a lot of time in China. Where you, Yeah, where you yeah. celebrate the liturgy. And I remember specifically one time in China, I was I was um, did like FaceTime with mom and dad. You yeah. know, we're back in Arizona. And the song that was being sing, sung, I think it was Holy, 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 but it was being sung in Mandarin. Hmm. And there was, it, it was got kind of emotional. I mean, here we are— profoundly different cultures and experiences and yet there was something about that that was familiar and the liturgy was familiar and that was was familiar so yeah and and the other is but even just in the states you know i worked for a number of years in dc i mean every every population you could think of in cultural population and language in washington dc i think i think somewhere i heard that like 20 different languages the mass is celebrated in any Mm. given week in washington and that's yeah just that's a really cool and you know friends out in the diocese of brooklyn i think it's like 120 it's just crazy absolutely crazy yeah i was just actually with bishop joe espiat in in new york archdiocese new york right right same same type of thing so it was cool yeah the one thing uh, rihanna halftime show i didn't watch any of it is that her name is that yeah, is her name? No, you did great. You did really you good. To be like, <laughs> I didn't watch thirty seconds of it. Okay, and well, there was a lot of Kegel exercises going. on. I don't on. know what that means. It's like a waist thing. Okay, it's a lot of flexing of hips. Okay, of stuff. Um, so I don't know Rihanna that well, but my wife is a huge fan, okay. and so she was very excited. And so she was pregnant, which is really Your wife. No. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's not break that you story heard it here. here. First. Uh, no, no. Uh, no, Rihanna was pregnant. And I just actually, in, in one level, I just think it's so cool that you had a pregnant woman doing a halftime show. Mm-hmm. And um, she didn't move a lot. I mean, she just kind of strutted. Those, those backup dancers, they earned their money. Did they move a lot? Oh my gosh. They were doing like all the work. But it was very uh, choreographed. It was very sexual. I mean, I think that was kind of the style of the music, you know. So. Uh, I wasn't a fan of that, but I thought in terms of uh, her ability to perform and the fact she did it while she was pregnant, they had these cool, like, like floating things. I mean, she just went sky high up in the air. It was crazy. The visual, the visual was really impressive. So, but um, it's been a bit like of people like loving it, people hating it. I don't have a strong opinion. I'm not a fan of the style of music and some of the content of it, but the fact that she did it pregnant, I that's cool. I, I do a tip of the hat to okay. that. Okay, uh, Valentine's. What are you going to do for your wife? Oh, I already did. Oh, okay. We went to Cleveland. Okay. Uh, We went out over the weekend. Nothing says romance. Like I wanted to drive her by the uh, Christmas story house, but we just didn't have the time. No, dude, don't diss on Cleveland. Cleveland's a beautiful city. Did I? Yes, you did. You're like nothing's more romantic. Yes, there's things romantic about Cleveland. Not that we did those things, but I'm sure there are things. Uh, For us, it was an Irish pub and a Cavs game. 
That sounds great. And they beat the Bulls. They came back from oh, 10. Oh, good. Giddy up. Okay. So real quick, I realize we, we probably haven't said anything. There was that. Have you followed that whole thing in East Palestine? Oh, the train. Like, the did train. You, did you see anything when you went out to Cleveland? Like, do you see anything? No, no that okay. was on Saturday. When, okay. when did the train thing happen? Uh, 10 days ago. But people okay. have actually reached out to us at the university and said, is like everything okay? And yeah. and I, first off, we appreciate the thought and the care and the concern. It hasn't had an impact on us. But right. up in that area, it's some toxic gas and that kind of thing in the in the air and some stuff in the water. But they've we've actually checked all about this. And then do we talk about the earthquake? Did yeah, that happen? We yeah, we did. And that, but it, sadly, some of the, I some think... Some of the amazing the, things you still hear, I mean... yeah. People that have been found that were in the rebels that were found alive. So that's yeah, that's beautiful. But it's just it's just awful. So. Yeah, there's lots of things to pray for yep. as we're heading into Lent um, to fast and pray for. Lots of people suffering yep. and challenged to um, just live. And so yep. our, our hearts and prayers go out to them and pray the message of hope. Amen. We'd, Amen. We'd go forward. It was with funny that. you were you were away for part of the weekend, but it was just it was one of those like I. I think Steubenville, I mean, I don't think, I know Steubenville is like no other place in the world. Sure. And, and Franciscan University really is. And, and there's a way sometimes that I, I don't want to like sound like we're all better than anybody else. It's just. It's just awesome here. Yeah, we, we yeah. really are. And this weekend was one of those, yeah. you know, those events that on the Saturday evening we had a men's and women's session, Jake and, and Heather Kim, um, Heather's with, I think she's, is she part of a podcast? I think it's just for women, so I wouldn't for know women, the name women. of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Heather does some podcasts, as as does JK. It's a it's a small following. It's right, not right. like a day that hope number. Right. Right. Well, let's just say that once we gave them a little shout out, things got serious for them. Yeah. So true, you're welcome. True. Yeah. Um. But so they were here, and we had a men's and women's session, and and I was very blessed to be able to have an evening with the women. And Heather gave a talk that was just beautiful, and Jay gave a talk with the men, and and then having a holy hour, and it's just. It's just phenomenal being with a chapel full of, and again, at my holy hours with the women, of students who want to love the Lord, who want to hear the truth, who want to be formed, who want to be healed. It was just, it was one of those beautiful, I got emotional yeah. actually leading the holy hour. It was just so, so lovely. And then the next morning was the 10 o'clock mass. And and we we have little issue here on in our masses on Sunday is we just don't have enough room. I mean, we have students. It's a great stand. problem to have. Well, that's what I said to him. I said, you know something? Um, as the president of the university, there are presidents all around the country who would love to have the problem we have. That right. on at the morning mass, our chapel is so full, mm -hmm. we don't have enough seats. Now, I also told them, one year from now, we're going to be in the middle of a major oh renovation of Crazy King. It's going to be so bad. And it's possible that you're going to be sitting outside. <laughs> so those of you who are complaining right now, it's like, this is so inconvenient. Uh, remember that because things are right. about to get worse, right. which is actually really, really exciting that we're going to do a major. Have we talked about that at all? I don't think we've uh, the, talked the, about yeah, that on the, the podcast. That we're going to do a major renovation of the chapel. So the um, current capacity is about. Is around 325. But that's like the sitting down. Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to put about probably about another 160 seats yeah. um, and then also open up a space that allows us for larger events so we could bring in more chairs and that. But so we want to put in more seats and we also want to make it a more beautiful, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, a few more Franciscan themes and theology. So, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've the, we basically finished the designs and it's going to be it's going to be really beautiful and really wonderful. But still with the same sense, like honestly, 
uh, I don't want this massive church that's empty. You know, even when you have right. 500 people, it feels empty. That's not what I want. I mean, yeah. th- there's honestly, there's something about walking into a church and it's full. I mean, well, and it might be just worth saying that that's not the only mass we have on no, Sunday. No, that's, that's absolutely I mean, right. That's what's right, crazy right, about right. it. Right, the 12 o'clock is the same. You right. know? So we have five masses, eight, 10, 12. Yeah, we have five masses a right, day, right? And and all of them are basically full, and three of them are are, are really packed full. over to the gills. Yeah, so, yeah. but but it just it it just reminded me of what a blessing it is to be be on a campus to be a part of this campus. It's yeah. just a great blessing. Yeah, some alumni came in that was fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you haven't been to our campus, please come visit. And I know many of the listeners are alumni, um, and maybe just have, all of them. You think so? All of them? If you're not an alumni, <laughs> email us. <laughs> at hope at franciscan.edu. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you might be married to an alumni. Okay, that's fine too. So that works. But that makes you, I think that makes you an alumni, Basically. don't you think? Basically. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. once you're one flesh, you uh, yep. you, yep. Shared, yep. you share degrees. You, you share degrees, <laughs> yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get you out your, your, your little diploma. Yeah. Amen. No, so it was, a, it was a great weekend. And and things are, are getting, you know, obviously we're preparing for Lent and, and you already see little things happening on campus kind of getting ready for that. Like and, what? Well, they were talking about, again, what people were going to do because okay. we're offering, there's, um, during Lent we're going to have a prayer experiences and prayer services. We're doing kind of like a school of prayer. Oh, where we just talk about different types of prayer and different ways we pray. So that's gotten some attention. Um, yeah, and there's always the people that, what is that? P90X or, no, it's not P90X. Exodus, Exodus 90. Exodus 90, yeah. yeah like they're they're going to do it like a mini Lenten version. So it'll be great. Leviticus 180. Have you done, have you done the Exodus 90? Um, or have you done Exodus 45? I've done like... Exodus 12. I, I do like uh, Ecclesiastes 10. You know, I just party for yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that's, hard keeping up what you do. keeping the party up that like eighth ninth tenth day is yeah. really really hard you've got a so, gift i do and a gut yeah uh, so it, it, things are right re- you're getting ready here for lent so again what we're going to do this year during lent mm-hmm. is we'll take a look at the gospel so next week uh, we'll read the sunday gospel of first week of lent mm-hmm. and we'll just give a little bit of a reflection and a thought and we we want to encourage our listeners to read with us. So take a look at the yep. scriptures. What is it the Lord's saying to you in that? And we'll help illum- uh, illuminate that a little bit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Sounds good. Yes. Would All you right. close us in a prayer, Father Day? I'd be happy to. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love and your care and your concern for us. We ask you to shower your Holy Spirit upon uh, all present with us and allow especially those who are suffering to know your peace and your blessing. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father Dave. You're welcome, Bob. And thank all of you for listening. Oh, wait. Spring training. And thank you for supporting the album. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which is going great. That was a nice little cut there. I like that. Yeah, that was a nice little, like, like record scratch, you know, kind of moment. Uh, You're going to hear another song. Actually, last week's song, which I forgot to mention, Beloved King, was written by Mary Brewer. She did such a beautiful job. Uh, This week's song is based on uh, Psalm... um, like a child at rest, okay, uh, which cool. is one of the things. And you're going to hear that afterwards. You can support us by going Continue to kickstarter.com. Search for the hours. You can always check out my website at deaconbobrice.com. We're, we're about the 70% mark. So we Good. have Let's get this two, done. More, two more weeks left. And, of course, you can ho- email us at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. Enjoy the following song. Get ready for Lent. God bless.
God bless. God bless. And baseball. Baseball started, uh, folks. Things are looking up. Love baseball. I don't know about up. Love baseball. Like a child at rest in its mother's arms So too my soul Like a child at rest in its mother's arms So too my soul Lord, my eyes are not hardy is not proud I have set my soul in silence and peace like a child at rest in its mother's arms so to my soul like a child at rest in its mother's arms, so too, so too, my soul. I have not reached for great things beyond my grasp. I have hoped in the Lord. And I will forever Like a child at rest In its mother's arms So too my soul Like a child at rest In its mother's arms So too So too my soul